What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up with Commanders. It is another week for the Washington Commanders and their seventh straight loss, this time falling to the San Francisco 49ers 27-10 in the game where, I'm going to be honest, we did not learn that much in this one. It was it was kind of obvious what was going to happen um, even before the game started. Now, at quarterback, though, that's where we got to talk about uh, at least a little bit because well, we'll start with Sam Howell and just the process of him starting. We had, I, in my last podcast episode, I was saying I projected Jacoby Brissett to start this week. I thought it was pretty clear and obvious that Ron Rivera and that coaching staff kind of given up on Sam Howell and kind of have mentally broken Sam Howell as a player. So they were going to go with Jacoby Brissett, and that's exactly what they did. On Tuesday, they announced that Jacoby Brissett, or maybe it was on Wednesday, they announced that Jacoby Brissett was going to be the starter, and then one practice later, he injured he injures his hamstring, um, and, and and then Sam Howell ends up starting after Brissett is ruled out uh, and ruled inactive um, on game day. So a wild week for Sam Howell just shows how ready you have to be in, how how good you have to keep relationships, even when you bench a quarterback. You got to still keep a good relationship with him because going back to him, I mean, I know Sam Howell doesn't really have a choice here but to accept it because if he doesn't, it's a bad look on him. But, like, it, it just ha- it just shows the relationships that you have to keep. And, um, like, going back to Sam Howell here, not even, what, 72 hours after you benched him, he, he goes and starts for you. So it, it was just a wild week for Washington. Um, Sam Howell, in terms of his performance himself, Again, Washington lost 27-10. to 10. Sam Howell, I thought he played great for two and a half quarters. Sam Howell was 17-28, 169 yards, a touchdown, two picks, and he was sacked one time, pass rating of a 60. So I thought he was great for the first half. Kept him within reach. Um, they're only down by three at the half. Like it, we, were, we were right there with San Francisco to score all 10 of our points in the second quarter. So... Um, we, we led some great drives. There was the long one in the second quarter, the touchdown drive for Washington. Yeah, nine plays, 84 yards, over five minutes long. Like, that's the best drive we've seen under with Sam Howard quarterback in a few months. So, great drive from him. It just really fell apart in that second half. Back to back, I believe it was back to back. Um, yep, back to back drives with an interception. The first one, um, was kind of under pressure. I couldn't really tell if he got hit, maybe, and that's kind of what, like, put through the ball a little bit off. But uh, great interception by, I think the first one was from Lenore. And then the second one was from, hold on, let's see. First one, first one was from Traverius Ward, and the second one was from Jamador Lenore. Yep. So the second one was from Lenore. The first one was pretty bad, though. Um, that was the one in the red zone. He throws the interception, kind of throws a 50-50 pass, and it gets intercepted. Uh, I think it was Terry McLaurin was trying to cut back inside, some miscommunication between Hal and McLaurin. That gets intercepted in the second one, trying to um, pass over the middle of the field to Byron Pringle, and it's a great diving interception from Diamandro Lenore. So uh, it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't great for Sam Howell, especially in that fourth quarter. It kind of puts like the the stamp in his season. Um, we'll see what happens. Who's going to start next week? I, I really don't know. I really don't know. If I'm Ron Rivera, I'm starting Sam Howell again. I know I know he hasn't put up some good performances, but there's really no point in starting Jacoby Brissett. 
I I did this when I was talking about if you can't see if you're listening, it's I did like the air quotes or whatever when I said um well when I was talking about Jacoby Brissett's hamstring injury because remember last year right when Taylor Heineke was like oh he was supposed to start week 18 and then he told Ron Rivera no go and start Sam Howell and that's what Ron Rivera did is this like a more funny way for Jacoby Brissett to do the same thing because if you look at from Brissett's point of view. You've had two great performances back-to-back. You've led touchdown drive on, I think, all but one drive so far this season, at least in the last two games. And you're upcoming free agent. Like, you've done everything you can um, to kind of boost your value as a free agent for this upcoming offseason. You do not want to go up against, in the current status of the team around him, missing Charles Leno today, missing Tyler Larson today, missing Andrew Wiley today. With the with the current status of this offensive line and and – the tight ends and the wide receivers, you get Brian Robinson back, but it wasn't going to look pretty against this um, 49ers defense, which, again, for most of, the, most of the game today, Sam Helm played well, I would say, for most of the game today, but it kind of fell apart late in that second half, and if you're Jacoby Brissett, you don't want to go up against Nick Bosa, Chase Young. You don't want to go up against that secondary, that defense from, that Steve Wilkes uh, calls, so Steve Wilkes has, so... Um, from Brissett's point of view, if he played today, it would only wor- uh, worsen his value as a free agent for this upcoming offseason. And so I don't know if that was sort of a part of his hamstring injury was sort of in the back of his mind thinking, hey, if I go and play these last two games against San Francisco against Dallas, these are the two of the top defenses in the NFL. Do I really want to go out there and like worsen my – I don't think worsen's a word, but worsen my um, – value as a free agent an upcoming free agent for this offseason like if you're trying to get a new contracts that this could really show is he really viable as maybe a bridge quarterback in the league or again still is he still a high-end starter which to, to up to this point he has shown that so uh, that's just my thoughts on Jacoby Brissett and kind of what went down there if you're Ron Rivera you are in a very awkward position right now you have Jacoby Brissett as named the starter he now gets injured. Sam Howell comes in. He looks great for two and a half quarters. But now, now you're kind of just sitting in a position where you don't really know what to do. Um, I I really don't know what to do. If I had to make a prediction, I would say Ron Rivera goes with Sam Howell for the Week 18 game against Dallas. By the time this episode comes out, I don't think he'll say anything. I doubt he says anything until Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe, for who's going to be the starter Week 18. But... Still, I I would still go with Sam Howell. I think he ends up going with Sam Howell. I would be pretty shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes with Jacoby Brissett, but based on the feed, the fans' feedback that they've given over the last week when Brissett was benched, or when Howell was benched for Brissett, I, I, if I'm on Rivera, I'm going with uh, Sam Howell here uh, for this Week 18 game against Dallas. But uh, yeah, that, that's what I have on Sam Howell. In terms of the secondary and defensively, this secondary was really beaten up heading into this game. No Kendall Fuller, no Benjamin St. Juice, uh, again, no Derek Forrest still, um, no uh, Percy Butler as well. So you had Tariq Castrofield starting on the outside. Christian Holmes played a little bit until he got injured. Pretty scary injury for Christian Holmes. Hope he's okay. But you also had... I thought I thought Caillou Blue Kelly was gonna get stats was gonna get snaps. I was kind of excited for that. I don't know if he did. I don't think he did. But you also had Quan Martin playing nickel. Cam Curl was really the only starting starting um person in that secondary, starting player in that secondary for this one, and it wasn't pretty. 
Now, I want to talk about Forbes specifically because Forbes himself, I feel like he had a solid game. He let up that one catch against Brendan Ayuk, which was a great throw from Brock Purdy down the right sideline, just kind of laid it over his head. It was a perfect, perfect throw from Brock Purdy. But beyond that, he had his moments. Forbes had his moments, especially that touchdown against Brendan Ayuk. I don't really know what you can do there. Like a cornerback can only cover a, a wide receiver in man coverage for so long. And Purdy ex- extending that play and able to throw it across his body, across the middle of the field to a wide open Ayuk was just a crazy play from him. Props to Purdy for that. But uh, Forbes, I think he was solid today. There, w- there was downs, don't get me wrong, but I feel like he was pretty good. Some of this tackling still needs needs a little bit of work, but he was making some open field tackles, wasn't really missing them. So I'm, I'm he had a better game today. I don't think, again, it's a true great game. I don't think it's a great game. I just think it's a better game than he's had in the past. And so I, I just want to give him credit for that because I think, um, especially in his development, whatever's next for him, like there again, now I know this pick looks really bad, right? For Washington picking him 16th overall, which a lot of a lot of people had him second round grade, third round grade. But again, there's still a reason why he's gonna he was gonna get drafted on day two anyways. He still should be a viable starter in this league, and it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with his future, Quan Martin's future. I liked what I saw out of Quan Martin today for portions of this game. Portions of it I didn't like either, but. Uh, I, I liked some of the promise from Quan Martin today. Quan Martin has played a lot more this season than Emmanuel Forbes, and I think that showed a little bit because both of them were pretty raw prospects at the beginning of the year. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but both of them, it's going to be interesting to see for the new defensive coordinator that comes in, how they're going to use both of them because, again, Emmanuel Forbes is more of a zone guy. They've been putting him in man coverage, don't really know why, pretty much every every drive. So... We'll see um, who Washington brings in for the defensive coordinator position because I think the development of this secondary, Kendall Fuller is a free agent. Cam Curl is a free agent. Benjamin St. Juice is entering the last year of his contract. The development of Quan Martin and Emmanuel Forbes is going to be very important if you don't want to have to spend more assets on this secondary, which you're still going to have to. But if you can develop both of those guys with whoever this new defensive coordinator and new secondary coach is going to be, I I think that could be massive in terms of uh, making the development of the secondary quicker because the secondary needs a complete rebuild. Uh, so that, that's my thoughts on Forbes. The run game I want to talk about because Brian Robinson came back off of his injury, nine carries, 44 yards, averaged 4.9 yards per carry. The ground game overall averaged 4.85 yards per carry, I want to say, maybe maybe a little bit less than that. Um, maybe um, Somewhere around 4.8, 4.9 yards per carry between Robinson and Gibson. So... I, I think um I think that was that was a great that that it was a great game for the run game and I know I know Bienemy has kind of gone away from this run game in a little bit but today Howell only threw the ball twenty eight times I know the time of possession was eaten up by the 49ers, getting an exact number the 49ers had the ball for over thirty eight minutes of this game there is sixty minutes in a in a football game and the 49ers had it for almost two thirds of it so that that's impressive from Kyle Shanahan's crew. But in terms of the run game, Brian Robinson was very productive. I liked what I saw out of Antonio Gibson today. Four carries for 19 yards, two catches for 17, had a 15-yard catch as well. So I I liked what I saw out of Antonio Gibson. We're going to see him more next week too. Um, we'll see what happens on who gets put on IR and for this last game and who's going to get called up. I want to see Antonio Gibson play some more, 
because again, he's an upcoming free agent. I want to see Caillou Blue Kelly a little bit. I was kind of intrigued by that signing because again, Caillou Blue Kelly, a former fifth round pick just this past year in the 2023 draft by the Baltimore Ravens. He now spent time, I believe, on four teams. He spent time on uh, Baltimore, Indianapolis. I want to say the Packers might be a different team, but I want to say the Packers and then now Washington. So he spent time on four different teams. But again, I he was really thought out to be maybe a early day three pick. So I want to see some of him on this last week uh, up against guys like CeeDee Lamb and uh, and Brandon Cooks. But um, I, I just want to see some more development out of, this, out of these younger guys because, um, yeah, we haven't seen a lot of that over this last month. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the run game, Eric Bieniemy relied on it a little bit more. Fourteen carries total for the team today, but again, you're down. You're, you're, you're you get quickly down ten nothing, and then um, and then San Francisco kind of pours it on twenty to ten, and twenty seven to ten. You kind of have to rely on the pass game a little bit more. But yeah, um, well, I, I like I like what I saw of the run game today. I don't have that much on it, but I just want to say like I, I liked what I saw of the run game today. I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, definitely one of the better running games that we've had because, again, the run game has been the sole, sole almost consistent part of this team so far, part of this offense. And Eric Bienmi is really – like the worst time was when Howe was throwing 40 to 50 times a game. We were barely running the football at all. But every time Brian Robinson got the rock, he was running five, six yards. Every time he got the ball, he was elusive, he was quick, he was shifty. He looked like the best player, the best skill position player on this team for a good portion. And then he missed time with the injury, with a, I believe it's a leg injury, I want to say. But then he comes back and um, puts up a solid performance. But want to see more of him. I definitely think he can be a, a good part of the future of this offense because he's been one of the big bright spots this year. And you can really see he's got that explosive explosion back. I talked about it preseason. He looked a lot more lean in training camp. He's really got that explosion back in his legs coming off the gunshot uh, wound back last year. Cause you, you can really see in the 2022 season, Robinson didn't really have that explosion that he had at Alabama. Now that he does though, I really like what I see out of him. Um, now, uh, I know that's pretty much it on, on the game itself. Again, we didn't really learn a lot in, in the game itself. We kind of already knew most of the stuff. I think the biggest biggest storyline to follow will be who's going to start at quarterback for Washington next week against Dallas. Again, that will be very important for draft position because the Washington Commanders, I'm record, I made sure to record this after the second slate of games because the Washington Commanders currently have the second overall pick in the NFL draft, and they currently hold that lead by 0.003 in terms of strength of schedule. So if you don't know how the draft order works, um, of course, it's it's kind of obvious the worst record will get the top pick. But if you get a tie, such as what we currently have right now between the Washington Commanders, the New England Patriots, and now the Arizona Cardinals after their upset win against Philadelphia, we currently have three teams tied at 4-11, and 4-12, and 12, I want to say. At four and twelve, so now uh, it goes to strength of schedule, and the team with the easiest strength of schedule, which means the lowest strength of schedule, lowest number in their strength of schedule, opponent strength of schedule, whatever, the easiest one will get the higher pick. Washington currently, I have to look at the exact number, but Washington currently here has a point five one five in terms of strength of schedule, point five one five, and they currently have the second overall pick. Again, Chicago has locked up the first overall pick because of the Panthers. They're at 2-14. We're not getting the first overall pick. 
New England, though, who's also has that four and twelve record and currently sits in the third third spot in the draft, has a .518 strength of schedule. So they're they are three thousandths of of a of like a point of a of a point um, ahead of us in terms of strength of schedule. Which in this case, again, you want the lower number. Arizona's kind of out of the picture because of their win today. They're at .562. So they have a really, really strong strength of schedule. So again, they have the um the later the the latter draft pick. So they they're currently at four. And I don't expect them to kind of to go up from that. They need a miracle next Saturday, next Sunday to go up from that. Washington and New England, though, will be the battle. And this really seems like the battle for Caleb Williams or for Drake May, because both of these teams need a quarterback next season. Washington is is three thousandths of a point ahead of New England, and with the with the Steelers win today over the Seahawks, that was a big one. Um, I think this could probably change. I want to say I, I use Tankathon for this because Tankathon has been uh, is great in terms of looking at um, teams that are tanking and they that need a uh, that, that need help. So um, that need a good draft pick. I want to say yeah, that yeah it doesn't rely on the Sunday night game tonight. But it, there's five games, the Houston-Indianapolis game, the Chicago-Green Bay game, Denver-Las Vegas, Pittsburgh-Baltimore, Atlanta, and New Orleans are all going to be games that are going to affect the strength of schedule. So if both teams, the Patriots, who play the Jets next week, and Washington, who plays Dallas next week, if both of these teams lose, then it will go down to the strength of schedule, and those games I just mentioned are going to affect the strength of schedule. So... Um, again, go tankathon.com is a lot, it's very useful if you want to look at draft position. Uh, and like they have this like battle thing where you can put two teams in and it'll calculate which teams you need to root for in order for your team to have the lower strength schedule. So it's a really cool tool that uh, I use, and I know a lot of people, a lot of other people use for um, teams that are really bad, which for a lot of Washington sports teams, a lot of them are really bad. So that's what I have on that. But then I also wanted to talk about the the Dallas game a little bit because this is going to be this is going to be a pretty big one because Dallas will not be resting their starters for this one. It's not going to be like last year where Dallas they didn't really have that much to play for. I think if they won and the Eagles lost, then they would win the NFC East maybe. But they didn't really have that much to play for. They a lot of not a lot of their starters, but it it wasn't really that last week. Last year's was different. Last year's was different. But this year, they are going to be playing hard football because a win and the Dallas Cowboys are NFC East champions due to the Eagles' loss today against the Arizona Cardinals. So a win and the Cowboys are now NFC East champions. I expect this game to probably be at 1 o'clock because I, I, really, don't see, I really don't see why it wouldn't be. Um, uh, maybe at four, but I'm, I'm guessing it's probably going to be at one. It's in FedEx Field. You have Dak Prescott and this Cowboys team who are coming off a very controversial ending of when they played the Lions on Saturday night. So uh, it'll be fun to watch. I, I, I really think Sam Howell should be the starter for this game. I don't know if Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera will make the move, though. He might put in Jacoby Brissett just because he said Brissett was the starter last week. And you don't really – there's an unwritten rule. You don't really lose your spot, lose your starting spot to injuries. So – We'll see what happens, but um, yeah, I hope Sam Howell starts, and hopefully we don't get killed. But again, there there are brighter futures ahead for this Washington team. We have the most cap space next year. We have a 
potential top two draft pick, which would be great in terms of trading for uh, maybe possibly trading up for a guy like Caleb Williams or maybe even drafting a guy like Caleb Williams or Drake May if they fall uh, and the Bears don't go with a quarterback and they go with Marvin Harrison Jr. instead. So there's a lot to look forward to if you're a Washington fan. Oh, yeah, and Josh Harris isn't the worst owner. Your owner isn't the worst owner in the NFL anymore because that belongs to David Tepper. So that, that that there's a lot of stuff to like if you're a Washington fan. And as we end 2023, the Washington Commanders have lost, uh, I think, Grand Paulson Grand Paulson said for the first time ever, 13 games in a single single year, single year. So, um, yeah, that wraps up 2023 in terms uh, with this podcast and everything. So, uh, yeah, that'll do it for this week's and for the final episode of this year. Um, again, it's gonna come back next week. Don't worry, but. It'll be the it'll be the final episode for 2023, um, and I think when this episode actually comes out, it's going to be 2024. So that'll be that'll do it for this week's episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. Happy New Year! See you guys in the next one. Peace.